we should be able to uh, improv some good stuff here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Balance for Life podcast, um, where our goal is to help you uncover the secrets to true happiness and success. Yeah, and uh, excuse Adam's voice. He was sick a few days ago. Yeah, I caught my daughter's cold a couple of days ago and still trying to get over that. So I have cough drops and yeah, but we're good. So I'm ready to get sick now. So that's how close we're sitting together, it's going to happen. No. no, actually, I think I have the same thing probably, probably a few days ago. So probably good. Well, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe, follow us, like, leave us that five-star review, and join us on social media. We're yeah. at Balance for Life Podcast on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. On Twitter, we are at Adam and Perry, all spelled out. That's right. And you can also find us on YouTube. I think, did you say YouTube already? No. Search Balance for Life. That's the number four. Not all spelled out. The number four. Same with socials. At Balance for Life, number four. Yep. All right. So, I, I feel like today, um, this, this episode or this idea kind of came to me a few weeks ago. I was uh, doing, participating in a book club through work and we were reading the book Atomic Habits. So I, I think we've mentioned that a few times here already. Uh, it, it was an incredible book. For those of you that haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. But as part of the po uh, book club, I almost said part of the podcast, <laughs> as part of the book club, we would meet together every couple of weeks with, with groups. And so the company that I work for now covers like the home base is in Virginia, and so they cover like North Carolina, South Carolina, Ohio, Virginia. Um, I think we even have some some stuff like in the Northeast. We have Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado. Um, just a, a very large footprint, much larger than what, what the previous company was before we got bought out. And so I, I had a chance, an opportunity to meet as part of this book club with people from all over the country, um, people in Virginia, people in Ohio, people in the, the Carolinas. And uh, one of the individuals in the book club, as we were talking about this Atomic Habits, and it was towards the end of the book, <clears throat> and I can't remember which specific section it was, but we were talking about creating new habits and, and learning new habits and building, developing new habits. And she said um, something about in her personal life where she was constantly trying to build new habits, but continuing to use old routines. And so we kind of got into this conversation in, in one of our last book clubs about whether or not it's possible to build new habits based on old routines. And so I kind of thought it would make a good good conversation topic yeah. for a podcast. And, and so I brought it up here. Um, I like that. Yeah. So I, I thought maybe we could just discuss today. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, you know, I think probably just about everybody has heard that quote from Albert Einstein that if you do the same thing over and over expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity, right? So you can't, you can't keep doing the same thing expecting different results. For example, if you're trying to get better at shooting free throws and you, you 
you know, keep the same form that's not working, well, you're not going to improve as much as if you fix your form, right? And that's a lot of NBA players have shooting coaches who are helping them adjust their form, especially poor free throw shooters like Shaq, you know, Mm -hmm. have that. And there have been a couple of other examples who were really bad, but got a lot better, like DeAndre Jordan. I don't know, I think he went back down again, but he had a couple seasons where he shot like 80%, which is actually really good. But he was like a 50% free throw shooter. But he had a shooting coach who worked with him on his form and basically had to break it down and reconstruct it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's what I... I guess heard. So yeah. I haven't verified that, but okay. but I know his shooting percentage increased and he had some like different routines, routine changes that his shooting coach went over with him. So like he he would always try to touch the ball somehow before the free throw. And so he would like go up to the ref and just like touch it and then go back or whoever, whatever player got it, something like that. So he would do different routines and it was to help him just change up the way he was doing it. Interesting. And I know, so I'm not a big basketball yeah. fan. I mean, I played when I was a kid and followed the jazz back in the nineties. Yeah. Mean, you know, Mark Eaton and Thurl Bailey and all those guys. Um, yeah. but yeah, while you're, while you're saying that it kind of reminds me of, so I, I used to shoot archery, mm-hmm. so not the same as free throws, but a similar concept, yeah. right? Like for sure. So, and I remember I, I never really could be consistent as a kid. And, and one day, something that stuck with me is I, I was shooting with my older brother who happened to at one point shoot like competitive um, archery competitions and whatnot. And he, he was kind of watching me and, and talking me through some stuff. And he was like, you change your posture. You change the way that your arms are. You change where your hand is every shot. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can't be consistent. And so I, it, it just kind of stuck with me that, you know, if you, change or if, if you don't have a routine as you go into a free throw or a target shoot or something like that if you hold your hands different or if you hold your form different you can't expect the arrow or the ball to fly the same way mm-hmm. and so you have to you have to come up with that that posture or that routine or that form and so so yeah i thought that was really interesting so after that i i figured out the the proper hand placement you know under my chin or i figured out the way that i would hold my hand the way that i would position the bow the way that i would hold it or count or whatever and, and breathing and stuff like that and so i think that's that's a really interesting mm-hmm. point to bring up about that is just if if you want to perfect something if you want to build or, or become better at something you have to be willing to look at how you're doing it currently. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes you might be doing it right. You just need more repetition. Uh-huh. Right? And so it's, I think it's important that we call that out, that especially with something like, I feel like free throws, um, everybody in the NBA shoots it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So there's some, there's some key points about like how you stand, having your feet shoulder width apart and, you know, different things. But, um, Everybody shoots differently. As long as you're consistent with what you're doing and get those reps in, mm-hmm. you're you're going to improve, right? So um, you do need some of repetition of doing the same thing over and over to improve. Right. But if you're, you know, to your point, if you're constantly changing up your posture and the way you're doing it, you're you're going to be all over the place, and your body doesn't have a chance to build that muscle memory. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an important point too. Is that. Um, 
if, if I was going to go shoot free throws, I may not do it the same way as DeAndre Jordan right. or, or Shaquille O'Neal or you, right? I'm, right? I'm going to have my own form, my own posture, mm-hmm. and my own routine as I'm going through that. I, we were actually laughing the other day. We were watching The Office and uh, the the basketball episode. Do you remember the <laughs> basketball game? I love that episode. It, oh, it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and when, when Michael gets the free throw yeah, and he's just like... He's got this crazy routine and it just goes on and on and on, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And so, I, but I think it's interesting how even if you watch NBA players, if you watch college players, if you watch high school players, everybody has a routine, but everybody's routine is somewhat different. And so they've had to use their own habit and they've had to build up their own muscle memory and build their own habit. And they've done that by creating their own routine. Right. So I think that's the key there is we need we need to create our own routine. And just like that that quote doing the same thing over again, right? If I if I'm constantly changing or if I'm doing something that's not working. If yeah. if DeAndre Jordan was the one you said was really poor and then got better, right? Yeah. If if he continues to do the same thing that's getting him that 50% free throw percentage, especially after like 20 years of playing basketball, yeah, right? If he continues to do that same thing, you can't expect him to get better. Right. And and that I think is what that quote is saying. The definition of insanity is to continue doing the same thing. If we if we equate that to say our mental health, right? If we continue to run ourselves ragged, if we continue to not create routines in our day, if we continue to not exercise Mm -hmm. because we talk about the connection between physical and mental health. We talk about the connection between spiritual and mental and physical. Mm -hmm. And so if we continue to maintain these same habits that are getting us, getting our poor mental health and and creating this negative energy, we can't expect things to change. Exactly. You know? And so I think that's, that's kind of the key there is we have to focus on our own routine. And, mm-hmm. and not what other people are doing, but what what needs to change for us. Exactly. So, and I think it's important too. Another thing that I've been, I, I was thinking about with this, it's important too, as we look at the, the routines that we have, to be objective with it. Mm-hmm. And and as you're looking at your routine, as you're taking the inventory, I think one of our first weekly challenges was to take inventory. Mm-hmm. And the the key point there is to be objective about it. Don't don't beat yourself up because you're doing something wrong. I think it's important to realize that we're all in the struggle together and we're going to make mistakes. That's how we learn and that's how we grow. And so if you, if you look at your routine and say, Oh, I can't look for anything wrong because then I'm just talking bad about myself. Right. That's not at all what we're trying to do here. We're trying to say, look, if there's something you can change in your routine to improve, that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be able to look at your routine and find places where you can improve. And the only way to do that is to be objective with it. Yeah. I think as, as you're talking about that, um, I think I got this from Brene Brown. So for anybody that doesn't know Brene Brown, she's awesome. Phenomenal. Just does really great work as mm-hmm. far as mental, emotional health and relationships. Like that's what she's all about. And one of the things I, th- I think I got from her was the difference between guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. And guilt is what um, is when we realize that we did something wrong that we shouldn't do, that we should make amends, that we should improve, right? right. And then shame is saying, 
I did a bad thing because I'm bad. It's, it's that talk of I'm okay. this way. I'm bad or I'm not trustworthy or whatever the case mm -hmm. is. So guilt is really important because it helps us change. Yeah. We, we need to feel guilt. We should feel guilt. If you don't feel guilt when you did something bad, then you should reevaluate yourself basically. Yeah. But shame keeps us stuck in doing those old same old habits because it makes us feel like that's just the way we are. Right. And that's not true. Like everybody can change and can improve and, and stop bad habits and replace them with good ones. Yeah. No, oh, I, I like that. And I think regardless of what you call it, right, guilt, shame, energy, I, I don't know, but regardless, I don't, I don't know that there has to be a specific title to it, yeah. but just when you feel that and, and use it in a positive way to change, I think that's the important. Exactly. Part. Yep. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's another quote that I, I brought into this one and it's uh, Henry Ford. And I think probably most everybody's heard this one as well. But it's the, if you, if you always do what you always did, then you'll always get what you always got. Mm -hmm. So it kind of falls in the same line, right? If you, if you continue to do the same things over and over again, you're going to continue to get the same routine. If you stay at this job that's got you stuck financially, mentally, emotionally, you're going to continue to be stuck. If, if you want things to change, you have to be the change. Mm -hmm. You have to be the one to take action to do something different. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think that was an important thing and I, getting a little personal. Um, we never do that. No, <laughs> that's not what podcasts are about. <laughs> so I, I've struggled with addiction in my life and, and I know we've talked about addiction a little bit in, in previous episodes. Um, but I personally have struggled with addiction. I've seen other people struggle with addiction. I've seen, uh, I, I've known people on a personal level that, uh, addictions took their lives and it, it's a very difficult thing to, to go through. And one of the things that I've been thinking about as we've been creating this episode and as I was going through this book club that, that kind of started this idea, one of the things that I was thinking about is being stuck in an addiction. And as I look back over the course of my life and my addiction and recovery and all of that, and there's a point for every addict where you refuse to accept that you're addicted, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's this refusal to accept that you don't have control. And so you, you try and fix it yourself and, and you try and just keep doing the same old things and you don't talk to anybody about it and you don't try and get help. And when, when you're in this cycle, things never change. Right. You, you cannot change if you continue to do the same things. If you continue to be around the same people, if you continue to be in the same places, if you continue to go the same places and, and until you make that change. So until, I made a change until I sought out help. I went and talked to re religious leaders. I changed my my spiritual beliefs and, and I started to change some of the routines and some of the things that I was doing in my life. Um, and that was the only way that I was able to overcome those addictions. Now, I'm not saying that you can overcome addictions easy. 
it's it's not an easy right. process and and I, there's an old adage once an addict always an addict so I, I think mentally emotionally that addiction is always there but it's something that's easy more easily manageable if you change those routines so i did things like i, I started watching football and i got really into football for a few years and that helped me kind of through the process of overcoming the addiction or i i got back into music that was another thing that's helped over the years i've 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 changed things and the last few years i know we've talked about my kind of deep dive into this self-development improvement um but it's been a huge shift for me and a change for me to to be able to continue down this progress right i, I mean even as we overcome these addictions, you start the progress, you start the path, and then you get into these routines again, and that's when relapse happens. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's like every so often you have to be willing to change up your routines. And I think that's kind of what a lot of this is talking about is you have to be willing to develop new habits. You have to be willing to look at what you're doing and what it's getting you and where can I change to be better? Where can I change to improve? And so, yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, I, one of the things I thought about while you were talking about that is our willpower and how I, I think we're all addicted to certain things, mm -hmm. right? It's just some things are more dangerous addictions or harmful addictions. Right. And so I think probably maybe the number one addiction in the world now is your cell phone. <laughs> right? yeah, like, and that's one I struggle with. That I've been working on, I've made some improvements, but I kind of relapsed a little bit and that I spend too much time playing games on my phone mm -hmm. and it takes me away from my family, right? So I kind of go back and forth. And one of the things that I've learned about addiction is that our willpower will get us a certain a certain distance, right? Yeah. Um, for a certain period of time. And so what happens is we think, I'm going to stop. I'm in control of this, like you're saying, right? A lot of times as addicts, we think I'm not an addict. I can control this. And that loss of control is what frustrates us. Mm -hmm. So we, we say to ourselves, I am never going to drink alcohol again or watch pornography again or smoke a cigarette again. And we make that decision and we do great for maybe like a month, maybe mm -hmm. two months, right? And then uh, eventually we get those triggers like stress, loneliness, boredom. Mm -hmm. something like that and and we relapse and it's because our our willpower while it is important to try to exercise our willpower by ourselves we can't do it we need help from other people yeah. especially with addictions and i think for a lot of us maybe not everyone um it's the same thing with starting a new exercise routine like i i'm that way i struggle to just do it mm -hmm. right and so if i have some accountability i ha have help from somebody else I'm going to do a lot better. Or if I, you know, I, I need to make actual changes to where I'm doing it, when I'm doing it and have something in place to where it's just a natural part of my flow instead of like, oh, I'm getting up 45 minutes earlier to exercise. Like that won't last long for me. I have to, yeah. I have to find something that works for me. Right. Right. And I, and I think that's the key is finding what works for you and, and continuing to be alert, continuing to be, be vigilant mm -hmm. and, and recognize when you start to see those patterns and you start to get into just kind of the complacency of the same old routine. Mm -hmm. 
And so for anybody else that struggles with addiction, I think that's, that's where the relapse happens is in the complacency. It's when you get comfortable, you start to think, Oh, it's gone. It's done. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Right. It's no longer a part of my life. And you start to get complacent and you just get into the same old routines and the same old habits and it comes back. And so I think, I think that's where you have to constantly be aware and constantly be changing those routines mm -hmm. and, and improving all the time. Um, so how do we create a new routine then? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. So I, I, I think, and then this is what the original question was that kind of brought this whole idea up is, is it possible? Can you create new habits based on old routines? And I think based on what we've talked about, the answer is no. Right. Right. You have to be willing to change. We can change. Right. It's it's this idea of doing the same thing over again and expecting a different result or doing the same thing and continuing to get what you've always gotten. And so the 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 idea and the solution is to change, change your routine, change your routines, change your thoughts, change your your ideas. And I think it goes back to uh, the episode we had a few weeks ago, the belief behave become. Mm -hmm it starts with your thoughts yeah and you have to be able to look at your thoughts and process those and and change your method of thinking and once you can change your method of thinking you can change your belief system you can change your actions you can change you can build and develop new habits mm -hmm. so i think um reverse engineering is a, a concept that can really help here so for example, you take a look at why did I stop exercising when I, I tried to make it a habit and then I did it for three weeks and then I just kind of forgot or stopped and didn't want to. So what what made it harder for me to exercise? Maybe it was that you were tired. So then you figure out, okay, well, why am I tired? Is it because I'm waking up too early, going to bed too late? Is it because of the food I'm eating, right? My, like if you have too much sugar, mm -hmm. right, that makes you tired. Um, and so you figure out what's causing that and what change do I need to make there that can make it easier to continue to exercise because I have more energy. Yeah. So maybe I need to start going to bed earlier and that's the maybe easier thing that you fix that'll help you uh, with that exercise routine. So I think figuring out what's making it difficult to create that habit, what, you know, is there something else I need to change that'll help me create that new habit? a part of my routine that needs to be different. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the idea of reverse engineering is not a new idea, right? It, it's something that I came up with it just now, actually. I, I believe it. You're very smart. Yeah. But I, but I think it's something that a lot of people have talked about over the, especially the last few years. I feel like this whole self-development, self-discovery improvement thing is kind of hit a boom over the last mm -hmm. few years. And it, it's a concept that a lot of people talk about. And so I like that idea of looking at what's causing me the difficulty, mm -hmm. what, what's, what's making it a struggle, what's challenging me to achieve this. And I think another way that we can look at it too is reverse engineering, but from a different perspective is what, what's my end goal? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think we've yeah. talked a lot about creating a vision for ourselves mm -hmm. And so what, what's my end goal? Do I want to 
have the body of Mr. Universe, right? Or or Miss America, I'm, I, right? Am I? What am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to accomplish? And then, understandably, going from this to Mr. America is not going to be an easy task, right? And so we need to break that up and reverse engineer that into what do I need to do today to get me into that habit? Right. And, and so changing our routines that way. So I think, I think reverse engineering works in two different ways mm -hmm. because we can look at, okay, what's challenging me? Why is that a challenge? What do I need to fix to make that challenge? And then on the other hand, where do I want to be in a year, in five years? And what can I do in the next six months, in the next quarter, in the next week, in the next day to bring myself one step closer to that, Yeah, you know? And, and we talk about, I think another thing that we've, we've mentioned too, is the, the idea of the 1% and improving by 1% every day yeah. is a, a exponential growth. Because if I improve by 1% today, then I'm not, I'm not improving from that baseline 1% every day. So it's not a static growth. It's I'm improving 1%, but every time I improve, I'm changing my baseline. Mm -hmm. And so I'm growing off of that 1%. So at the end of that year, you're going to see a huge upturn mm -hmm. and exponential growth in that. So I think that's a, a cool thing to think about as we reverse engineer these goals. Yeah, too. definitely. I think those are great points. Um, man, I had a thought and I'm trying to remember what it was. I was trying to practice active listening, so I didn't think about what my thought was, and it went away. <laughs> well, good for you. That's okay. But I think, you know, oh, actually, I remember now. So, oh, there you go. A, a, an example of this from my personal life, about, I don't know, during COVID, while everything was kind of shut down, maybe, or a little bit after that, I started to have issues with my shoulders. Okay. And I think it's because um, the desk I was using at home was didn't have a lot of space for my legs and so i would you know i would be kind of turned like this and i would just like always have my hand on my mouse on my keyboard all the time and at work we had desks that you could raise and lower so i, I would stand sometimes my desk at home didn't do that and i just kind of I, I had bad posture for mm -hmm. a long time and so my shoulders started hurting i started having knots in my shoulders and then once in a while, like every month or two, I would just turn my neck the wrong way and I would, I would get kind of a, what do you say, a kink in your neck or whatever. Yeah. And to where I couldn't turn my neck all the way, I couldn't hold my phone between my ear and my shoulder because it hurt too much to yeah. do that, even when I hadn't done something to my neck. But I kept injuring my neck and I would go to the chiropractor and get an adjustment and I would ice it and do all these things and it would get better, but it mm -hmm. would, I wasn't fixing the real problem. Yeah. And uh, so one of the reasons why I've wanted to exercise is to just improve myself physically because I have this negative consequence from not exercising enough and from being in this position too much, right? Not having good posture. Mm -hmm. And so my chiropractor gave me a couple of uh, exercises to do to strengthen my shoulders. And so some days... That's all I do for exercise. I just work on my shoulders. And then some days I'll do, you know, I'll, I'll run or, or take the dogs on a longer walk or whatever, or I'll do more of an upper body workout, do some sit-ups, things like that. But I, 
one of my motivations is to not have pain in my shoulders and I've actually improved a lot. But there's multiple things I've done. I've changed my routine. I actually got a different desk because I'm, I'm working from home again now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a desk that can raise and lower that, that has more space underneath. There's no like drawers there. Okay. So I can actually turn whatever way I need to. And that's improved a lot. So I made changes to several different areas. Uh, one of the things that I felt was really uh, not helping was driving. Because, I, you know, oh, yeah. I, I was driving 45 minutes to an hour to get to work and then sometimes an hour and a half to get home, depending on traffic. Yep. And my shoulders were killing me from that, too. So I got this remote job and changed my desk. And one of the nice things about working remote is I can take a five-minute break to lift some weights. Yeah. And then two hours later, I can take another five-minute break to lift some weights. And so I've just made several different changes to make it easier for me to have better posture and to work out more. And my shoulders are not all the way better, but they're way better than they've been in a long time. Yeah. And, and I think that's a perfect example of seeing what needs to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, identifying what's causing you challenges, seeing where you want to be and making the small changes. I think, I think that's where as we reverse engineer, where can I make the small changes? Cause like I said, going from this body to Mr. Universe <laughs> in, you know, six months is not a possibility. Yeah. So you have to break it down into what can I do today? So you get a new job, you buy a new desk. And I think COVID was kind of an eye opener for a lot of people as far as their physical health, their emotional health, their mental health goes. Yeah. And so I, the example that you brought up was physical. I mean, you can feel pain in your shoulders. You can feel pain in your back. You can feel those things. But I think we can apply that to our mental health and our spiritual Definitely. health and our financial health. Yeah. I think we can identify those pain points and start to look at why, right? What What is the desk obstruction in my life that's causing me this issue and then how can i change that how can i avoid that how can i make it better so i I think that's a perfect example that can apply everywhere and that we can break it down into what do i need to change today what are those five minute breaks that i can take every couple of hours how can i you know what what is my mental desk that's blocking me from Mm -hmm. being able to turn Mm-hmm. And how can I buy a new one? Yeah. What is my El Guapo? What is my El Guapo? <laughs> exactly. For us, our El Guapo is the actual El Guapo. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Just identifying what are those things that are preventing you from making changes, from doing what you want to do to get to where you want to be, yeah. and then making some small adjustments. And that's that's really what we're all about with this podcast is finding little things that you can do, little wins yeah. that make that carry that momentum and then just continuing to press forward and increase that percentage. Right. Exactly. It's all about, it's all about small things. It's all about the little wins and identifying places where you are improving. You are changing. We're, we're all about the 1%. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I I think, I mean, I feel like it was kind of a shorter episode. We already said in the beginning it was going to be, um, it was, it was almost normal. Yeah, I think we still got about a half hour of material. But uh, thank you for 
joining us on this journey. I feel like there was a lot of good information today. And I, I think that this is another one of those things that we could go on and on and on and get very specific yeah. with. Um, but I, I think that we've started a conversation at least and, and come up with some ideas about starting small, breaking things down, creating new habits. And so I think, I think we can definitely take something away from this and hopefully you guys can can take something away from it as well. So our, our weekly challenge, we always have a weekly challenge. The weekly challenge that we have today is uh, kind of similar to one that we had, I think our very first episode or second episode, but to take inventory. But today or this week, I want you to take inventory of current habits and routines. Identify um, maybe the addictions. We talk a little bit about addictions. Maybe identify some of those things that are holding you back. Um, some of those things that need to change and look at it from a very objective standpoint. Don't beat yourself up. Don't take it too personally. Be willing to, to look in the mirror and look inside and, and take that inventory, identify what needs to change and create a plan. Um, sit down, take five minutes, identify where you want to be and start to reverse engineer those new habits. We, we talked a lot about the reverse engineering and, and ways that we can do that. So figure out where you want to be and, and create a plan. And that's the challenge that I have for you this week. Yeah, so. that is an awesome challenge. So we hope that you will all take that to heart and do it. And yeah. you'll find improvement in your life. You'll get to where you want to go if you're, if you're willing to do that. Absolutely. So uh, again, thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Tell us how we're doing comment, you know, yeah. do all those things. Two star reviews even. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've said this now for a few weeks. Any, <laughs> we say it every week. <laughs> we say it every week. Any review is good. And, yeah. and the five star reviews are awesome. We appreciate the positive feedback. We also appreciate the negative feedback because just like you, there are things that we can improve on. There yeah. are things that we can change and improve on. And we don't know that if you don't tell us. So please take some time. Let us know what we can do to improve. Let us know, drop it in comments on social media. If there's a topic that you'd like to hear or maybe something that you would like to see us do a little bit differently. Yeah. And then you can uh, listen to us or watch us weekly on Mondays is our goal. Mm -hmm. And we are on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, just anywhere. Find us and we will be there. Yeah. And join us again next week and we'll be, we'll have another good topic for you next week. I think we're going to talk a little bit about journaling. Yeah. The benefits of keeping a journal. Getting personal. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you. We'll see you next week. See you next time. <laughs>